we forget what is on our doorstep. I'm talking now to Dave Roberts, the operations manager for the Western Approach HQ. It's just round the corner from the town hall. It changed the war. It is remarkable and it's worth seeing. And people forget it's there. And by the way, if you buy a ticket, you can go in as many times as you want in a year. Have a listen to my podcast with the Western Approach HQ and Dave Roberts. Right now, a young man who is not really friendly with me because I've kept him up late. Hello, Dave Roberts. <laughs> Hi there, Pete. Good evening, mate. You all right? Dave Roberts is the operations manager of the Western Approach HQ. I've got to tell you, Dave, I cannot believe I hadn't been down there before. I went, I was visibly shocked. I found it fascinating. I found it interesting. I loved the fact, uh, and I wrote about it, as you know, in the column in Mayeco. Um, yeah. I love the fact that when people buy a ticket, they can go as many times as they want for a year. I love it. Tell me how it all started. Um, well, so, I mean, the two questions we, we get asked most probably are, um, when, you know, when, when did it open? And, and the standard answer is we go, do you mean the museum or the bunker? Because, you know, we've been there yeah. since 1941, effectively. Yeah. Um, so 1941, um, the Navy and the Air Force move in to, to control the Battle of the Atlantic. Um, 1945, after a very successful campaign, they, they closed the doors. Um, and then everything sort of quiet until the first museum gets opened in 93. Fell into a bit of neglect, a bit of, uh, needed a bit of tender loving care. Um, and we came in, Big Heritage, the company I worked for, we came in in 2017 took over and have been redeveloping and growing from strength to strength ever since then and obviously you know you've seen it yourself you've seen what a fantastic job we've done um, it's great let's hold it there for a sec and we'll we'll talk about uh, western approach what else has the company got we've got chester which i loved what yeah, else have you, they got yeah because you've been to our chester site haven't yeah you? yeah, yeah absolutely yeah yeah and um, we've got diva roman experience in in chester as well that's currently open just for for school so we're just doing school groups at the moment but we'll be open to the public um fairly soon once we finish the the redevelopment of that um and then over in birkenhead we just at the end of last year we acquired the uh, the infamous u-boat at woodside ferry terminal mm-hmm. um so that's now under a big redevelopment as part of the the whole sort of regeneration package over there and we'll link obviously really closely to to western approaches on yeah. the other side of the river um, and then we've got a few other little uh, little lines in the fire at the yeah. moment, but can't say too much about that. Right, well, we'll, we'll, we'll stick with you on that then, so we'll uh, have you back again. But right now, um, the U-boat, that is a, a great connection with you. It is startling to see. I know it needs helping, uh, helping hand, but it is startling to see, isn't it? Yes, yeah. I mean, literally, there are, I, I think it's it's... There's some debate, but there's literally over three or four U-boats in the world still sort of out of the water. Yeah, the rest yeah. of them, obviously, very sadly, were either sunk or were dismantled after the war. But there are, so there are four. There's, there's a, a sister ship to the one in Birkenhead that's over in Chicago that's all in one piece and was captured sort of in pristine condition. There's um, one in Germany that was used post-war. Um, by the German Navy, but U five three four is the only one that's ever been been raised from the yeah. from the seabed. Um, so yeah, it is pretty special, and it you know it links obviously directly to Western approaches yeah. and means we can create this idea of a of an international battle of the Atlantic 
centre right in the heart of Liverpool. It's incredible. Right, the Western Approach HQ. I, uh, Jack was great, one of your um, staff. Yeah, brilliant. And he yeah, was yeah. tremendous. And he showed me the actual entrance where they used to go in when it was the Western uh, Approach, which I was really shocked because, of course, mm. it was top secret, wasn't it? That people didn't know it was there. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those. It's one of those things that the best place to hide something is in plain sight. <laughs> so, you know, there was a there was a six foot wooden fence around it with barbed wire top. There was there were Royal Marines, there were machine gun posts, but because most of Liverpool looked like that at the time, with with people in uniform yeah. going in and out of buildings, nobody batted an eyelid. I spoke to a lovely guy, Jackie, a few a few months ago, who during the war he was a fourteen year old messenger boy, and he said he used to walk up and down Rumford Street all the time because of the shipping offices there yeah. and he never had an idea that there was anything top secret or anything different going on yeah. and, he, and he walks it every day incredible Dave, I'm talking to Dave Roberts from uh, well he's the operations manager from the Western Approach HQ but he works for the the company uh, what I loved when I went was first of all the staff are great uh, but a lot of young people with their parents and grandparents and you could see the faces of the older people with the kids trying to explain about the bomb trying to explain about uh, th th that unbelievable heavy tin hat and also the duffel coat I'd forgotten how heavy they were and <laughs> the people can try them on but it's the journey they go on and what I loved about it you can go back because you miss so much yeah and and the thing is as well because we've been in sort of a constant redevelopment and and that if you come back in six months time you can guarantee there'll be something different there'll be a new bit to see that there'll be a new addition to a bit that you've seen before so we're you know that 12 month pass people say oh you know oh, fantastic we can come back anytime you know as many times as we want yeah. most people think oh they probably won't it won't change it'll be the same but honestly we we do change you know we've just opened our arctic convoy museum which you you went in and tried the duffel coat in We've got um, a museum dedicated to the Wrens, the Women's Royal Naval Service. That's opening in April. Um, and then we've got all our events for, for kids that we have every every holiday and half term. So, you know, there's constantly new yeah. things happening. One thing that um, absolutely freaked me out was the Morse code. Because you've got to really learn how to do that. I mean, we get a lesson there. But when you think how important Morse code was in those days. Yeah. And it's one of those things, we get, you know, ex-radio operators from the Merchant Navy and the Royal Navy coming in and saying, you never forget it. You, you know, they, they stand in that room and they can hear it and they can and they can do it. And it's just the speed that it's coming in at. And, yeah. and it just sounds, if you've never done it or never had to, yeah. to try, you know, be trained in it. And it took weeks and weeks of, of solid training just sitting there with a pair of headphones on. You know, that's how you learned it. Um, but apparently it's something that never, ever leaves you. The the two things that stayed with me, well, three things. Um, uh, one was the bomb, to see the bomb, because uh, yeah. you've got a bomb there. The, the other was the, the street you built with the shop, because my mum had a little Chandler shop, and I saw oh, okay. something in there. Uh, and then when I saw the, um, the, the, uh, the, the cigarette tin, oh, my word, that took me back <laughs> to me, me dad's day. But the big thing for me was the operations room. Yeah. Because you'd seen it in so many films. You'd seen it in so many papers. You'd seen the... And all of a sudden, you felt in that room that your life was in their hands. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter how many times I walk into that room or take people into that room, it's still a, it's still a wow factor. And 
people's reactions, I just get goosebumps for them because everybody, you know, you don't expect, you've come down these narrow corridors and suddenly you open up into this two-story, 25-foot-tall, 40-foot-long room that's not, you know, it's not a recreation, it's not something we've built specially. Yeah, yeah. That's the actual site that history happened. And, it, you know, we, we make no bones that that's probably one of the most important historical sites in the entire war. Absolutely. And, and it's right here in Liverpool. And um, I was shocked to hear that somebody died there. Yeah, so sadly there was one fatality. Um, poor Patricia Lane, um, she was uh, Women's Royal Air Force, um, a WAF working one night. Um, on top of the ladders, you've seen the tall ladders that they used to use to climb up to, to plot the pins on the big map wall. Working up there one night, sadly, um, urgent message came in. One of the wrens was handed it and had to plot move the ladder and sadly patty fell this was in the days before any sort of health and safety yeah. insisted on yeah. harnesses or anything like that um so yeah so sadly patty was our only fatality yeah. and then we do have a little plaque to which to is nice memory. and as i said in my column the other week uh when i went down because i really was stunned by it um I, I i said in the column about the unsung heroes there's lots to read there's there is so much to see there isn't there there is, um, you know, and we people say, oh, how long does it take to go around? And we say, mm, about an hour and a half, but we have some people who stay there three hours, four yeah. hours, yeah. you know, it just depends how much you want to soak up because there is literally so much. You know, you talked about the operations room with a big map wall. We want people to, to immerse themselves back in the 1940s. We want them to feel as though they've just stepped back into 1943 in that room. Um, and we think we've, we think we've got it pretty close. And, of course, the place itself is solid because it was built, wasn't it, as oh, yeah. this um, amazing experience that, you know, who'd have thought all those years ago that it would be a museum? Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it does cause us some headaches sometimes if we're trying to get any uh, electrical work or piping or yeah. or anything like that. You know, we're dealing with an 80-year-old building that was that was built to withstand bombs. So um, even the brickwork is uh, <laughs> sometimes rather resistant to any sort of attempts at building work. But it's yeah, it is an amazing place. I'm talking uh, to Dave from the Western Approach HQ. Dave, can you explain what it's like when veterans come down? Uh, I mean, that is one of the, the most special times um, because there are still, you know, some of that generation around and so many of the generation are still, you know, really sprightly and it always constantly amazes me about how with it they are, how energetic they are. Um, and I mentioned earlier about a gentleman, Jackie, who grew up during the Blitz in Liverpool and had some amazing stories to tell about that. And then right at the end of the war, he joined the Navy. And then we had another gentleman came a few weeks later after him. He was uh, in the Navy, served in the Battle of the Atlantic. Um, had some amazing stories to tell. But it took him into the Admiral's office. Um, and as he entered the Admiral's office, this this guy just stopped at the door and he saluted the Admiral's desk. What? And there were almost tears in his eyes. And he was just, you know, he, Max Horton to him had, during the war had been this far away figure who they'd heard of, looked up to, mm. and uh, suddenly there he was in the room, and it was just so humbling because he was so grateful to, to have had the opportunity to go into that room and, and yeah. stand in the ops room, but it was like, you know, the honour's really down to us because 
if it wasn't for for you gentlemen, yeah. you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't be in the position we are now. Dave, the staff you've got working for you, when they come to work for you, and they've got to be very specialised and sort of have sort of acting type um, abilities, or that's what comes over to me. But how long is it when they're there till they realise exactly where they are? Um, it's always it's quite an amazing thing because we've 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 got together. We've always had staff who just fall in love with the place, and I think it's one of those. It's one of those jobs. It's not. It, it it very quickly doesn't just become a job anymore. It becomes a real passion for everybody that's there. Whether you know they're simply on the front desk and looking after the retail side of things, or whether they're doing the school groups, the archives, whether they're doing tours, whatever whatever they do, they just absolutely love it. And you know they they just want to learn more about it. Most of the staff come knowing absolutely nothing about Western approaches and often very little about the Second World War. And yet, yeah, you know, you've met our staff. You've seen how knowledgeable and enthusiastic they are about the place. They are indeed. Uh, you know, and they're just, and that's one of our biggest. So I'd say our two biggest pluses are the, the building itself and then our staff. That's that's what really makes a difference. I think. I've got to ask the question. I'm not a believer, but I've got to ask. Ghosts? Do you have any ghosts? <laughs> now, um, so the, the standard answer to that is no, because none of the staff really have ever heard or felt anything. I mean, I've been there late at night with the lights off um, and never, never been yeah, yeah. bothered by anything. But interestingly, we we've had a couple. Obviously, we have our 1940s weekends where we bring in groups of reenactors and we we recreate what it like what it was like in the street scene. We recreate what it was like in the operations room with with you know staff in uniform period uniform and we had one a, few, a couple of years ago and a gentleman who you know said he had a, a bit of psychic ability and so on said he felt a presence in the operations room a female presence but that was really it but a few weeks ago we had our 1940s weekend for this year and we had we had a gentleman dressed up as king george the sixth playing king george the sixth he was stood in the operations room talking to, to two two colleagues and said all of a sudden from behind him he felt someone grab his waist from both sides and a female voice whisper in his ear, hello. And of course he turned around to expecting to see somebody he knew and there was nobody there. Now he was <laughs> now, now he was he was standing where poor Patty Lane would wow. probably have been working at the time. Wow. Um, wow, 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 so wow. I, I, I think <laughs> if, there's, if there's any truth in ghosts, then Patty seems to seems to like being reminded of what it was like when she was there. Dave, how can they find out more about uh, the Western Approach HQ? Okay, so we've got we've got our website, which is liverpoolwarmuseum.co.uk, so you can search up that, or you can find us on all our social sites, so on Facebook, Twitter, um, and all of that. Um, check out those. We are open seven days a week, 10 till 5, and uh, children are free of charge, um, so it's a great place for families to come down and see us. Do you think children um, understand anything when they've left? Because it's a lot to... To grasp, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I think it's, it's one of the, you, you know, you've, you've talked about grandparents bringing their kids down. And I think mm. that, I think, is, is a real bonus because they share the stories. They share grandparents' memories about that. The other thing that we have a lot of, obviously, is we have a lot of school groups coming. And 
they get a chance to have hands-on with a lot of objects from the from the period, so they get a chance to really engage with it. And one thing we try and make it is we try and make it as relevant as possible. Yeah. So when we get the Liverpool schools in there, we're talking about you know what the impact on on Liverpool was during the war, what Liverpool's role was, and we start to make it as personal and as, as close to, to them as possible. Does it feel a bit weird for you and the staff and the owners of the company now with the situation in Ukraine? I think see, one of the issues was with our Arctic Convoy um, exhibition, we were we were working in collaboration with the British Council in Moscow and the the Russian Museum in in Murmansk, so we you know the Maritime Museum over there. So there, there was hesitation and there was you know a little bit of uncomfortableness when we were opening, just as Mr. Putin decided to to send his troops into Ukraine. But I think the important thing for us is that. We're celebrating the links between the Allies during the war. We're celebrating the links between the ordinary Russian people, the sailors, the soldiers, you know, the British yeah. and Allied sailors and soldiers that were helping them to defeat the evil that was that was Nazi Germany at the time. So I think, yeah, whenever wars arise, it's not, you know, we don't want to. We're not here to to celebrate. We're here to to educate people and, and commemorate the sacrifices and the efforts of yeah. those people who've who've gone before. Dave Roberts, I'm so glad you stayed up. I know you're an early bird, and I really, really, really appreciate it. What's the website again? So it's www.liverpoolwarmuseum.co.uk. Dave, please tell all the staff. It was a joy to go down there. I will definitely go again, and it's been an experience that I'll never forget. Thank you so much. No, thank you, Pete, and we look forward to seeing you back there. If you enjoyed that... If you enjoyed any of my podcasts, if you subscribe, it costs you nothing at all. Live a cool life.